live from the capital of the Commonwealth, this is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. Bob knows this song quite well. Soccer Hour with Bob and Sean. (laughs) AJ is out of control this hour. Oh, he is. He is. He is. But we got got our special Richmond Kickers kids. He's like a kid in a candy store right about now. Yeah, he's learning how to produce right now. Nathan (laughs) is in there. Oh, Nathan. I I thought you were saying. Oh, AJ's (laughs) learning how to produce. Lewis taught him everything he knows, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> the way I've been producing today, that's, that's spot on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Nathan Ani from the Richmond Kickers is going to join us here at about 5.15. He's in the producer's booth right now learning how to push all the buttons and learning the magic mm-hmm. that AJ does back there. So he had to show off a little with the second theme music after the open just of to course. show him how good he is at it, for sure. I was going to say, Bob knows that theme song because they play it a lot over at UR. We do. We hopefully we're playing it a lot this year. So um, I love when we're on the cutting edge of the national update there because <laughs> we had just gotten done talking about Florida State's outspoken pomposity mm-hmm. of oh we got to get more money or we're leaving the ACC. So they just talked about that. Heather Denich uh, had the soundbite on there, and they mentioned the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. You know they've opened the doors and they're going to go try and get Washington and Oregon. So there you go. It's it's in the mix. Pac-12 Midwest. Gone. Yep. Gone. Cuz already UCLA, USC, that is that next That's year or next the, year. These next are year? all those are next year and um Texas and Oklahoma the SEC in are next year. Yep. Man, and you have those that if you put Virginia and, and Virginia and Tech, Colorado is next year. That's right to the Big awesome. 12. So there yes. So if you had let's say Florida State Clemson and Virginia and Virginia Tech in the SEC with Texas and Oklahoma and everybody else. Well, what's going to happen to the ACC then? I was going to say, uh, <laughs> ACC could be like the Pac-12. Man, this stuff just it's, it just doesn't end, does it? Yeah, like I mean, it's put, time for college football season. Let's put all this stuff to bed. Syracuse and BC we'll be and the old, go back to the, back big, to the big East. East. I would be okay with that. East. Yeah, I'm raising my hand for that. that I mean. For basketball, that's that was you yeah. Know, oh, that was the that conference. Was the baby. Yes, it back was. In the day was a. So you put them back in there in that conference with yep. You know, possibly Georgetown could rebuild with Ed Cooley, mm-hmm. St. John's with Rick Pitino. Yep. You know, ACC. I mean, S. Biggie's basketball could be back if. I don't know what you do if, with your football team, but. That's a good question. Yeah, ask Connecticut. That's they, a good they, question. They pretty much. Well, left the American their, Athletic Conference would that be the other fifth? Power? I don't know. Maybe conference, possibly the AAC. I don't know. It's gonna be. It's bad. Scorecard. I don't like it. It's a score. You gotta. It's gonna be all over the place. All over the place. Ugh. Just like with the Sun Belt, those different schools all over, like or uh, yeah, Sun Belt, and then there was another one that has so many schools that wasn't within their geographic. geographic well, Conference USA, conference right? USA. We're certainly yep. like that. Yep. Well named. Yep. Um. Yeah. We'll we'll see where. This Let's keep it like the coastal. You know, the, the Coastal Athletic Conference. The coastal, well, that's pretty big now, too. <laughs> yeah. I heard Matt talking about that today. He was whining that it's too many teams. Aww. I don't mean that in a bad way for him. I get it. It, it I could get in trouble, I guess. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Don't well, get in trouble. I don't like that it's 15 teams. I think that is too many. What I, would be I, a good number? 
a, well, re- a reasonable here's, here's number. Here's my point, though. It's not just the number. It's the schools. Right. Like, And in Richmond's case, we're only looking at this through one lens, football. football. Yep. Right? I yeah. mean, the rest, they have to look at it through multiple lenses right. for every sport. So right. I get that. But as a, as a just a football conference, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what this is doing for Richmond right now. I'm really – I get the geographical thing, the regional mm-hmm. – but – but I, I, and maybe I guess it takes time. You identify teams, you start to become more familiar with them, and all of that. But I just, right? I don't. I'm, I'm hearing this so much. We're getting off on a different topic here. I'm hearing this so much about like Richmond's schedule so easy. They don't play any named teams. They're playing the bottom five teams in the CAA, which is all accurate. So if that's the case, is it just a one year thing, or is this going to be the rule more than the exception? Hmm. And if it is, they they got to do something about that because I agree. I mean, there's this year the way the schedule fell. There's no Villanova. There's no Delaware. There's no New Hampshire. Mm. William Mary's on the road. I, mm-hmm. I get that. That's every other year. It's just not. It, it's larger, but I don't think it's better. Yeah, I really don't. I probably yeah. And we had this guy this conversation with Reggie the other day. Like we went back to the whole MEAC thing. Like, would you have ever thought that Hampton and North Carolina A and T would wind up in the CAA and that they would ever leave the MEAC? Any of those schools would right. ever leave the solid based that was MEAC. There. And no. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um just given the fact maybe the history and and things of that nature. But again, we talked about money talks. And if yeah. you're not getting the revenue, especially with these either live stream or television contracts, that's the driving force mm-hmm. of all of this movement. Mm-hmm. And when you feel that the CAA or, a, or we say a PWI is going to provide you more revenue than an HBCU conference, you got to go with that because, like you said, now they have to see every other passenger on that bus. It's not just going to be football. It's going to be men's basketball, women's basketball, the the Olympic sports. We've got to have that money to keep those other sure. programs running. Yeah. And if the MEAC can't help us out and the CAA said we can give you a better deal, at least to start, let's see what happens. Yeah, I don't know how much better the deals are at the FCS probably, level I mean, probably, for football. I, I really don't. Yeah. I, we're not talking we're talking apples and oranges here. Yeah. We're not talking power 5 or even group of 5. But it's got to be probably better. But there's better something. Yeah, it's got to be better. Say, I'm going to leave a conference that I had been in for quarter century almost 30 years. When the first couple Especially with Hampton. Yes, yeah. when the first couple of those hit the dominoes, I was mm-hmm. shocked that that conference would that that would happen. I was really so, surprised with Hampton. I mean, they were they were a CIAA school, Division II power. Then they decided to go mm-hmm. up, go into MEAC. Um, I, I'm assuming probably for <laughs> either money or better competition or just an improvement. That's overall. a good one. Better competition yeah. and yeah. and travel schedule is probably pretty good. It's a much broader based league now, yeah. but still, but I, then when I you get go to all football, that. And I, I, you know, we see this with Norfolk State and a lot of these HBCUs. You get so beat up when you have to play a power five school or two or three that when you actually go into your conference, you get so beat up and you you I guess you say to yourself, is that money worth the mental and physical aspect of what these guys are going to deal with? And even with basketball, I mean, you could play 10 to 12 or 13 games on the road and you're going all across the country. Mm-hmm. I was just and, thinking about I'm sorry, go ahead, finish up. I was going to say, and just have maybe one or two games at home, and then you get your conference schedule. It's just, it's, it's like, how much is too much for those type of programs? And it's primarily lower 
Division One or an HBCU mm-hmm. program? How much is too much to say, hey, you are our um, sacrificial lamb, so to speak. We want you to go out and play West Virginia and Michigan and Alabama and get maybe three quarters of a million right. dollars. Yep. And then you get beat 85 to nothing or 77 <laughs> to seven. Like, is it really worth worth it at the end? Well, the bean counter is going to say it is. Yeah. So yeah. I was just thinking about this. Like, Richmond would need to pull, like, uh, Florida State here in a different vein, not that we're leaving. Right. Well, that would be the the end result. But they almost need to say, if this league, if we're going to keep doing this mm-hmm. at this point, we need to be guaranteed Villanova, Delaware, William & Mary every year. Mm-hmm. Maybe even Elon. I would almost even throw Elon. The geographical? I don't care about oh, geographical. Oh, 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 These are the teams that fans will identify with. You. These are the teams that are traditionally good, so the competition is going to be good. Mm-hmm. The level of play is going to be good. It's going to help you get to the postseason. And, you know, Russ Huseman may be vehemently disagreeing because, you know, he listens to my every word. <laughs> Only when he has to, so he's not not at the moment. But it would, it would be better for the football brand. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's hard not to play. They're playing Elon and William Mary this year. Not to have those four teams. Like they play eight conference games. You almost got to say, "Give me those four every year." It's and two like of them the, will be at home. Two of them will be, and then the other four we we can figure out. But to have a schedule like that, and maybe it is an aberration mm-hmm. this year. I hope it is. Uh, you know, because it's almost hard for Richmond because everybody is saying, "Oh, they should be eight and one. They should be, you know, no worse than that or nine and two or or ten, and then, eight and two going into William Mary." But you, the ball bounces in funny ways out there, you know? Then the question would be, how much do you get penalized when you lose, if you lose a game sure. that you're definitely Absolutely. supposed to win? Absolutely. Um, it's, you may want to go to that ACC format. It's, what is it, the 3-3-5 three, three, that you're guaranteed That's kind of what those, I'm getting to there. Those divisional yep. or those conference rivalry games. Yep. Um, but if somebody like rises up and bites you like Campbell or North Carolina A&T or Hampton, Hampton yeah. or Pitt, Stony Brook has always given Richmond fits and they're towards the bottom. Yep. The, I, absolutely. Anyway, let me get a quick caller in and then I'll definitely we'll, we'll get some kickers talk here. And Nathan's yes. here with us. Going to bring him from the producer's booth into the studio. And he's promised he wants to talk more than just soccer too. Oh, I love right. that. Yeah, he, he wants to talk some other sports. So we're, <laughs> we're going to put him on the hot seat here. Uh, Reggie, hello. You're on with uh, Bob and Sean. Gentlemen, good evening. Just want to get um, y'all thoughts about the lower um, leagues like we talked about before. And, I, Bob, I asked you this question. I'm asking Sean. Did you ever think, Sean, that you would see Hampton and North Carolina A&T in the CAA all your years of covering sports? No, we was he listening to us? Was I don't he know, probably wasn't listening. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> no, we would just talk about that, Reggie. Uh, not uh, to be joking, yeah. Uh, I was surprised, especially with Hampton, that they would they would leave because they have been in the MEAC for so long and they they love those those rivalries with those HBCUs and talking to uh, uh, Coach Purdy on the Zoom call in the media in the on media day he said it was very important to have those rivalry games they're playing four HBCUs this year they're gonna play A and T they're gonna play Grambling Norfolk State and I'm missing one one more but it's four this is four. Uh, games, I think. Ham- for, oh, because North Carolina and T is yeah, one. Yeah. That's a conference but the game. Conference, right. yeah. They can do it then, yes. But definitely Grambling mm-hmm. and Norfolk State, you know, Battle of the Bay, huge uh, in that area. But I am a little surprised. But, you know, it's it's a situation as one outweighs the other. You know, how much, how much longer can we stay in a conference that maybe is not supporting uh, 
the quote unquote high profile mm-hmm. sports. And if the CAA yeah. is going to do yeah. it a little better, uh, we got to go there. Yeah. And and it's and it's still within the geographical parameters. You could still have the North Carolina A&T rivalry. You could still play Norfolk State. Richmond is an hour away. William and Mary, that's another budding rivalry you could play. So to me, going to that to me that was the perfect conference for Hampton to go to. If they were ever going to leave the MEAC, that would be the conference because everything that they would need fits in the CAA right now, especially for football. Yeah. Yeah, real quick, I can't understand why they got Bowie State over Union and State. Um, Bowie didn't even do well. Fairville, I can see doing the South, but I don't understand that them picking Bowie State and they finished third. That has been the talk over at Virginia Union, definitely. Mm-hmm. The fact that Bowie was picked to win the division ahead of Union, even though Union beat them on the field last year and Union made the Division Two playoffs. Mm-hmm. Bowie did not. So that has been a talking point uh, amongst uh, the Panthers over there on good, Lombardi. Good bulletin board material there. So, all right, Reg, we got to roll. Thank you, my friend. Uh, here's what we're rolling into in the next 45 minutes of the Sports Huddle. These are this afternoon's top sports stories. I'm sure he'll be fascinated by all the uh, stories you have to tell. This is today's Drive Home Headlines. Brought to you by James River Air. If you're not confident in your heating and cooling provider switch to James River Air, you could save up to 30%. Check them out online at jamesriverair.com. Let's not mess around here. We're going to get to the break in just a moment. Uh, Nathan Ani from the Richmond Kickers is going to join us in just a moment. We will certainly talk some kickers. they got a big match at City Stadium coming up this weekend. We'll get a little bit on his background as well. I guess he's in his third year already here with the kickers. Time flies. And some other sports conversation with Nathan. We'll see where he stands on some of these hot-button topics as well. We'll have some fun with him. We'll see how long he can stick around and talk some sports with us here in the 5 o'clock hour of the Sports Huddle. We'll get you an update on all the baseball games that are going on this afternoon and a couple other odds and ends before we leave you at 6 o'clock tonight. No Braves baseball. They are off this evening. ESPN program coming your way following us at 6 o'clock. Nathan joins us next on the Sports Huddle. Big Al life advice or the newest thing Matt Josephs hates? We've got you covered. You can find replays of all our shows and interviews on our website at ESPNRichmond.com. ESPNRichmond.com. Or on the iHeartRadio app. Just search. Just search. 1061 ESPN Richmond. Sean and I have just broken my one golden rule of radio inadvertently but we did and that's don't waste the great conversation during the commercials when the audience can't hear you there was some good conversation we did we just did that during the commercial break (laughs) and we're going to try and redo it all over again here in the next couple of segments of the sports house i'm excited about it nathan ani joins us from the richmond kickers we're certainly going to talk some kickers they got a big match coming up against forward madison fc this saturday night at city stadium we'll tell you a little bit more about that as we move along thank you so much for coming in the studio i think we're as excited about having you in the studio as you are about being here so welcome yeah thank you thank you it's been really awesome to see everything behind the scenes and watch you guys do your thing and 
here to talk some sports, talk some kickers. It's gonna yeah, be great. He's going after our jobs. He is. <laughs> Everybody. AJ, the producer, AJ behind the glass. He's going after or, his or, job too. Yep, or or whatever. All right, let let's start with on the on the kickers front. Uh, big picture here. I know the last few games haven't gotten the results you necessarily wanted, but where do you think you guys are right now? And you got a nice stretch coming up here with home games in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we're in the grind of it right now. Every week's a grind. We show up to practice ready to work. Uh, group of guys that are bought into getting it done and we're right now we're just outside the playoffs but american soccer it just takes getting into the playoffs to then go on and win a couple games so we're right on that bump we got two big home games mm-hmm. against two very good teams uh we have the best home fans in the league and so we're looking to ride off that and get some big points uh this saturday and wednesday coming up how much do you feel that the, the, the oh, home ton. the a home ton. field advantage yeah i feel it like when you're playing it feels right it feels normal you're playing your sport environment but mm-hmm. when I go on the road and I experience the opposite, when there's not those fans, that's when I re- it really amplifies, like, okay, there's a huge difference in playing um, at City Stadium. And I think about that as, like, opposing teams coming to City Stadium. Like, what a great trip. That's, it's, that's professional sports. That makes you feel like a pro having fans out there. So it's, it's, it's incredible. It's amazing. And it's amplified every year that I've been here, and this year it's been fantastic. So one more. I don't mean to the hog. You're next, Sean. Trust me. I apologize. He'll ask the really good questions here in a moment. But I'm, I'm kind of, So how do you kind of make sure and protect yourselves and your guys that you don't have that letdown on the road because it's not the same as it is at home. You know, I don't know if I'm explaining that right. that right, but it's it's a whole different feel, as you kind of said, to make sure that you guys are as energized and as focused as you need to be to be successful on the road, because obviously you get that advantage at home. Right, and you address that like at the start. You can you're warming up. You can feel it. You come together. Mm. You say, "Hey, we got to create our own energy today. We have to start off communicating early, loud. Like set your first tackle, get your first tackle in, connect your first pass." Um, and those smaller stadiums are actually sometimes harder, no fans to play in because. You can have one fan there that is just yelling, yelling, yelling. And compared to a group of fans, it's mm-hmm. you don't notice it as much sometimes as that one person. So you just have to stay mentally engaged and really not focus on those things and try to create your own energy going into those games. Now, I've spoken to Nathan. I'm sorry, Nathan. Darren, the last couple of weeks, he had mentioned something about we're still trying to get in form mm-hmm. during the course of the season. So we're getting late in the year. Is there... Is there concern amongst the guys that they're not, quote, informed, that the team is not informed as of yet? I wouldn't say there's concern about being informed. We've had some results that have been tough. Mm-hmm. Like those are, We've had results that are hard to take, mm-hmm. and then you have to go in and evaluate and, and learn and grow from those. Um, every single game that we've played, we've had moments where we are playing the style of soccer that we want to play. But... Along with that, we've also had letdowns in those games. So it's all our, our whole thing right now is about eliminating those letdowns because the the form is there at, at for 60 minutes of the game. We play very good soccer for periods of the game. It's when we lose those periods of the game, can we can we get back to not giving up goals, staying in games, getting the points we need. I mean, win, wins go a long way in team mm-hmm. morale and all those mm-hmm. things. So if if events and games go a little differently you talk differently about it but we we know we have good players we know what we can do we just have to get the results now i was gonna say what what do you think has to be done now with just what is it eight or nine matches left in the year you're currently seventh outside looking in 
and it's like one win in the last five matches, something like that. What needs to be, I guess, what part of the game needs to have that switch be turned on and say, okay, now we're we're getting back to what we were doing at the beginning of the season. Right. Uh, it's it's doing what we have to do to secure the points. So if we go up in a game, a uh, couple games I can think of recently where we've scored, they've come back really quickly and mm-hmm. given up a goal. We have to lock that down, stop giving up those goals. Um, late in a game, if we're up 2-1, we can't let them tie it up. Those two points are huge at this point yep. in the season. Mm-hmm. So, so now it's just, you know, when we get that goal, what that's going to look like depends on what we decide how we want to go after it and, and shut it down and, and, and finish off these games and get three points. But the points are, are more amplified now at the end of the season. We're looking for a playoff spot and, and everybody else's as well. Yeah, the Lexington game Saturday when you were up, and I think there was one recently you were you were up in stoppage time and then gave up the goal. Well, yeah, we gave, up a, we gave up a late goal at home against Charlotte up 2-1 and then – this past weekend against the run of play, you know, yeah. not not a goal, a goal where you're feeling comfortable. Goal, we yep. should, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then in Lexington we gave up an own goal. That's unlucky. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not much you can look at and say we can do this differently. It's that's not going to happen again. I mean, it's just unlucky, but it's 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 a time of the season where unlucky is not going to cut it. Right. We, we got to get the crucial points. He's Nathan Ani of the Richmond Kickers in studio with us on the Sports Huddle this afternoon. Sean mentioned uh, Darren, Darren Sawatsky, head coach of the uh, Kickers. We love having him on as a guest. <laughs> How would you describe him as a player, as your coach? Yeah, I've, I've known Darren for six years now, probably. I played for him uh-huh. when I was uh, in college with the Sounders 23s. Um, so he's very emotional, very uh, energetic and I would say the one word I would use to describe Darren is a competitor. Like, you're gonna you're gonna have a hard time finding someone that wants to win, or go out there and compete uh, more than him. So I feed off that. The guys feed off that, and I would say, yeah, competitor. That's certainly what we hear when he talks with us, right, Sean? No on, on the air. That that Thursday when he guaranteed a win. Yeah, yeah. he did. At home that one week came here. through. Yeah. I was like a guarantee. <laughs> yeah, he did. I love that. He did absolutely. Um, tough, tough to do this, but try anyway. Here, self critique your season individually. We've talked about the team. Uh, how do you think you've hopefully progressed during the course yeah, of the year? Yeah, self critique my season. Uh, so this is my third year. Yep. Each year, I would say my role has expanded within the team. Um, this year, I've taken on. I've I've been a starter and started every single game. Um, my critique for myself this season would be in those moments of games where we feel it start to slip away as a leader of the team. How can I grab the team, get them back together, mm-hmm. and we we then cause we shut it down. We don't let that goal happen. So that that would be my critique and what I'm working on. Um, but this season has been a lot of news and a lot of firsts for me. So hmm. it's been a good year, and, mm-hmm. and we're hoping to build off of it. All right, we got to talk about Saturday's match, four with Madison, right? Yep. Um, for those who don't know, and I think uh, I touched on it briefly on, on my sportscast on CBS Six uh, weekends. On, no, no, way no, to no. slide all that in. <laughs> so, so. Now you're learning yeah. something there. <laughs> always slide plug. in. Always be shameless plug Sorry. promos. <laughs> always slide them in wherever you can. If, if you if you don't promote your own brand, nobody right. who's going to do it. Right. right. The the. Um, the trophy, the side trophy oh, that yeah. goes to the winner. Yeah. The Henny the trophy. Henny please please uh, tell the audience about this. We know about what the Henny trophy is about, but for those who don't in our who are listening, please tell everybody about the Henny trophy for the winner of Forward Madison and Richmond. Yeah, so the Henny Derby is something that the fan groups of both Madison and the Kickers uh, came up with. Both clubs, great fan groups. Um, 
And the Henny Derby goes to whoever wins the series between each other. And it is a trophy made out of an empty bottle of Hennessy. Yeah. Yes. So, so it's, AJ it's, was all over this. Yeah, yes. it's, it's, we, we, we did a segment on this. Yes. Go yeah, ahead. You want to win the Henny Derby so you can hold the bottle of Henny. I mean, it's, it's fun. And hopefully you're in the point of the season where you get to go get some Hennessy after and celebrate. But yeah, everybody, you know, it's a trophy. We want to hold that trophy. We don't want another club to have something on us. So. And it means a lot to the fans as well, so that that means it means a lot to us. So yeah. that means you've got to win out yeah. in order to get this trophy. Yes. Wow. they got to win Saturday, and then the last match at at Madison is in— At the end of the year? At the, close in, to the end of the year, yeah, right? In the yeah. Fall, yeah. So if it ends in a tie, so if you win and they win, and then there's a tie at the end, who gets the trophy? That's a great question. <laughs> oh, you don't? <laughs> <laughs> we might have a drink off oh, or something. Could, nah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. PKs yeah. goes to the winner. Yes. All right. So they're home Saturday night um, at City Stadium against Forward Madison FC. The Henny kind of on the line. Yes. Right? All right. So you all have another great crowd out there. And Saturday night, that's going to be perfect to, to be out there. All right. Other sports. What what captures your fancy? What What other kind of sports fan are you? Yeah, I uh, I played basketball growing up. I love basketball, so I'm a college sports fan. I like college basketball, college okay. football. Okay. Um, recently, I've been getting into golf, so I, mm. I've been watching golf. I also feel like it's the time of year to watch golf because there's not as much else on. Right. Um, I'm getting back into baseball partially because I just had a uh, one of my high school basketball teammates played for the Squirrels last year, which oh, is cool. a crazy story. Who was that? Ryan Walker, and he's he's pitching for the uh, San Francisco Giants now. Now he's in the nice. base, huh? He's, nice. Yep. He uh, he's got kind of a funky release. He faces third base when he throws. But anyways, I ran into him at a coffee shop. He recognizes me, and he goes, "Nathan." I'm like, "Ryan," and he's like, "I play for, I play for the Kickers." He's like, "I play for the Squirrels." I'm from Arlington, Washington, hour north of Seattle, small town, other side of the country. Yeah, and, but we're gonna get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, yeah. and 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 he goes. Uh, he goes, where do you live? We live in the same apartment complex. Oh we're, my! We're, we're, we're four houses down. Anyway, so I've been, <laughs> I've been watching baseball now because he's made it up to the bigs Absolutely. this year. Absolutely, it's been it's been really fun for me to watch the pitcher batter like battle. As yeah. I get older, I'm, it fascinates me. What a cool I story! Like wow. I like, yeah, yeah, it's a, that's really it's a cool. Crazy score. Now, so if he yeah. was a sportscaster, that would be perfect. It would be. <laughs> Two guys grew up about an hour from each other. Come east. Different sports, and they lived in the same the complex same and com- didn't know didn't even until because their schedule. The squirrels, yeah. minor yeah. league baseball is a different beast. Like their it schedules, is. Are, you it don't is. see them. No, yeah, that's crazy. That All right, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. We come back. I want to get back into this college sports yeah. thing because this is going to be right in our wheelhouse of what we've been talking about all afternoon long with the the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and the mm-hmm. all all of that and your affinity for Washington. He, Nathan played at Seattle University. But he's a Washington guy, so we'll get his perspective in a minute. We'll continue after a break. Bottom of the hour, uh, just past 530, Sports Auto 1061 ESPN. Spiders are fresh off their first playoff berth since 2016 and hungry for more. Follow every first down, pick six, and blocked punt here on the exclusive home for the Richmond Spiders. 1061 ESPN Richmond. Bob and Sean, back with you, Sports Huddle. Taking you up to 6 o'clock. It's about 5.35 right now. Nathan Ani from the Richmond Kickers 
is uh, talking not only some kickers. We really dissected that in the last segment, getting them ready for a big match on Saturday night. But some other sports with Nathan, because as he mentioned before the break, big sports fan, uh, college game, a little bit of baseball. We, we found out a little bit more about uh, his connection with one of the pitchers who was with the Squirrels and now up with the San Francisco Giants. But I want to dive into this, this college thing, because you played at Seattle University yeah. Soccer but you actually grew up a University of Washington fan, is that yes, right? Yep, Husky right. fan growing up. My my dad played soccer at the University of Washington, so our our household grew up big University of Washington fans. Um, and he is up in arms about what's going on with the Pac-12. <laughs> I get texts from him about it. It's 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 horrible. The USC UCLA leaving, and mm-hmm. now it looks like a lot more teams could so, be Washington yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. How's he going to feel about that if they wind up uh, what? Big Ten, yeah, right. The, the Big Washington, Ten, the Washington Rutgers matchup. I mean, that's going to be circled. Uh, Washington, Iowa, you know, wrestling right, match. That's perhaps that's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's going to be, uh, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about all that? It's, that's nuts, huh? I don't like it because it's like my childhood of watching. Yeah. You know, it just seems it doesn't like we talk about going to the Big Ten. It just doesn't seem right. But mm-hmm. you know, that's it's the way things are going. My, what my dad says is he's upset because he feels the Pac-12 is the best uh, academic and athletic conference combined. So you're kind of blowing that up, which is which is too bad. And the Pac-12 is very good in a lot of those other sports mm-hmm. that, that you don't know about. So not not know about, but maybe don't get as much attraction as the basketball and football. So. All right, so you couldn't root for them in soccer. I get that, but do you still root for Washington and all their other sports? Yeah, wash, uh, mostly football. I mean, their yeah. basketball team has underperformed for yeah. a while which is too bad but uh their football team it's, it's been a journey as a husky husky fan they've i've gone to games with seasons where they didn't win a game and Oof. then uh, coach peterson comes in and coach sark comes in coach peterson comes in they start getting that thing rolling again and they, i think they're gonna have a really good team this year according to my dad michael Penix is out there <laughs> slinging that thing so oh that's right so yeah, they, yeah. They, they've yeah. got some it's it's too bad because the Pac-12 actually has some great quarterbacks this yeah. year with the USC kid, mm-hmm. uh, Dion's kid, yeah. Michael yeah. Penix. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah right. So. Now, is is Washington more of a college football town or area or a, a college basketball area? I mean, taking away, obviously, the Seahawks, but is it, you know, when you go out there for college sports, which one kind of rules? Yeah, I would, I would say football rules. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got the Montlake where they play is incredible. Lake Washington's in the background, so people bring the boats up. It's it's a really wow. great setting. When they were going through uh, the World Cup, tying it back to soccer, uh, both CenturyLink where the Seahawks played and Montlake were both uh, venues that were looking to host mm-hmm. games. So mm-hmm. it's it's I would say it's a football town. They a lot of basketball talent comes out of Seattle. Mm-hmm. But the the Huskies haven't been great for a while. Some of that basketball talent is sitting right here in this room with us, right? Because that was he stole my thunder. That was another part. Well, God, that was another part of our commercial conversation. (laughs) Fill everybody in here, Sean. Yes, not only is Nathan a great soccer athlete, or do do we say player or do do we say soccer athlete? Okay, let's say athlete. I mean, different terms. I want to be sure. Um, But Nathan has some skills on the basketball court. Played all the way up until college, right? Yeah. And tell us a story. <laughs> I guess you could tell us a story that you wanted to play both sports as Seattle, but was unable to play. Right. I wanted to have the opportunity to try to play both sports. <laughs> if I if I wasn't good enough and they said no, that would have been one thing. But I, I had asked my college soccer coach at the time if I was able to try to walk on 
to the uh, the basketball team, and he said no because mm. we're giving you the scholarship. So, that so it got it got cut short. But I can tell you, in in college, I was playing a lot of pickup basketball while still playing soccer. I don't get to do that anymore as a professional, but mm-hmm. I look forward to the day that I hang the the cleats up and I get back to playing, <laughs> playing basketball. basketball. Well, we hope that's a long way down the and road. And tell us but. what you told us about when you. Uh, you, you still like to play college basketball or play basketball, but when you <laughs> when you go past a, a game of soccer, when they're just playing a pickup game of soccer. Yeah, well, it doesn't happen that much. Yeah. I don't see too much pickup soccer, so that, that analogy might not have been, been spot on. But what I was saying is I love basketball, and if I walk past the gym, like at the YMCA or back in high school or whatever, and I see people playing pickup basketball – I'm asking people if they got my size shoe. Can I, can I play? Can I jump in and play? So wow. I miss that, and I look forward to doing that again someday. Uh-huh. And it's and funny because in a, in a soccer locker room, in any locker room, everybody mm-hmm. likes to talk about, yeah, well, I'll beat you in this sport, this sport. I'm feeling pretty good about taking all my teammates. Yeah, in the game of basketball. Yeah. one on one basketball. Yeah. Hang, hang a hang a goal out a there net out there at yeah. City Stadium or something. And he's been to some some games at the Robinson. Yeah, Center. you were saying you've come to some college yeah. games, huh? Yep, we. Uh, my girlfriend and I live pretty close, um, so we like to go. And we went to a couple games, and what a great like college venue to watch basketball. Um, not necessarily my favorite style of basketball, similar to the style I played in high school, but slow it down. Um, but, yeah, what a great We'll a get great you venue. out there a few more times. Yeah. So are you here year-round, or do you go back back home to Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm usually here for about 10 months. Yeah. Uh, we go. I go spend a month in Miami um, with my girlfriend, and then we go back to Washington. So. Three pretty great places. Yeah, yeah, yes, it is. Richmond, Miami, and then Seattle-ish. Yeah. Uh, wow. For the holidays, yeah. which is always great. Yeah, it's nice. Is. What's the training regiment like for you? I think we get it during the season, but and there's not much of an off-season. It's right. a pretty long season, but but how are you kind of attacking that at this point in your career? Yeah, I've, I've um, each off-season I've changed it, and some off-seasons I haven't done as well, and that's what I'm working on each year. Huh. And I've, I feel like my play this year – has been better because of the work I did in the offseason. Just of, you have to get away from whatever sport you're playing. You have to get away from it a little bit, but you you, you don't have you can't afford to lose shape or get out of shape. So for me, uh, a big thing was a Peloton. I got on the Peloton uh-huh. a lot, and that just oh, kept, no. that kept my, <laughs> that kept my cardio good because when you're in Washington, it's oh yeah cold and yeah. raining. Yeah. I don't want to yeah, go outside. No, so, so I do a Peloton, and then uh, huh. just just uh, getting with. Players that are at my mm-hmm. level or my little brother's in college, plays college soccer. So going and training with him and his teammates, just playing as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, really. The Peloton. Yeah, the Peloton. It's crazy. It's, <laughs> it it's really helped a ton. <laughs> hey, you, you alluded to, to kind of the leadership side of this thing, and that's a little bit new for you. How have you kind of embraced that is that something that you enjoy and i mean you're in your third year here in richmond you know coach Sawatsky and what he expects from even years beyond here it would seem to be a fit that you could be a leader on this team how have you kind of attacked that yeah i've been a leader my my entire Mm -hmm. life um so it's it's natural for me to step into a leadership role and i would say the difference is now i i'm playing a lot more and so that leadership role is uh, highlighted because I'm on the field more, but it also, you know, like if you're going to be a leader, if you're going to tell guys what to do, you also have to go perform. So um, I've I've just kind of stepped into that, and I've stepped into playing more and taking both those things on. I've I've been proud of myself, but I, there's also things I had to grow in that sense. But mm-hmm. naturally, that's just something I'm, I, I take on and I do. So, how do you handle the the mental and physical grind of the season? Because you know, when you do your preseason, it's basically in the winter. 
right? Right. So you go from the you basically play almost all four all four seasons, right? Winter and the season really starts in the spring, go through the ground of the summer, it yeah, ends in the fall. In the fall mm-hmm. yeah. How do you handle that mentally and physically? Yeah, it, it's a it's a hard thing, and like right now we're in the the middle of it. So mm-hmm. like physically, I've played more games than I have before in a season, so you feel that. But uh, and mentally, you do. You know, when the results aren't going your mm-hmm. way, that's a hard thing to to. To take and it affects you all the way through the week. I mean, every your day to days, you're thinking about different things. Or you, what what could we have done? What what are we doing wrong? What are we doing right? You know, so it, it's it's a grind, but that's that's what you do. I mean, and 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 you learn from it as well. So it's you're always learning from how do I how do I keep myself mentally engaged? Like, what are my goals? What are what what am I trying to accomplish? And then physically, you just that's just showing up and doing it, and you know, even if you're hurting, you gotta you gotta push through it. Plow through it, yeah. Because yeah, y'all were dealing with the heat a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it was hot. It yeah. was hot. But uh, I mean, we run so much at training and and in the games that you have to manage it. You can't go have a three hour practice in soccer. It just sure. doesn't work that way. Right. So you, you manage all those things, mm-hmm. and and hopefully. You take care of it after you hydrate. You do all the things you got to do. That's your cardio. Yeah, <laughs> you don't really do much. Car- do you do much cardio in the off season? In the off season, yeah. Like I like to peloton. peloton and I, yeah. I, I mean, other I, than yeah, I run. I mean, cardio for me is something I I don't hate. So okay. I enjoy that. That's good. Um, Want to be a broadcaster? Sure sounds like it. Yeah. I, I love talking sports. Like, I this can is tell. What, this is what I do with my We're, friends. Yeah. This is what I do after That's all after this games. is, Nathan. So, so this That's is, how we look at this. This is why I got to come in and, and, and see the insides of it a little bit. Come back, told, though, would I you? I told Ray that I, I love talking sports. Yeah. There's nothing better. I listen to sports radio all the time, so. Oh, we're going to bring you back. Yeah. yeah. Get guest host back. appearances. <laughs> all, and out at basketball games, yeah. we'll get you out there, too. This was really... Put them on for halftime. What are your, oh, well, what absolutely are could, absolutely. for sure. Give us the analysis of the first yeah. half and all that. That'll be fun. Like I said, this has been as much fun for us as I, I hope it has been. Oh, it's been a um, blast. For you. Beckwith better watch out. He will. <laughs> all right. Good luck Saturday night. Get back on the winning track, Nathan. Yes, and uh, yes, hopefully sir. some good karma came out of our yeah. conversation. Yeah, if you're today. listening, come out Saturday and check us out at City Stadium. You got it. Henny Trophy on the line Saturday. <laughs> All right, when we, got, we win. We got one more segment. We'll do it real quick. When we come back, we'll wrap it up on the sports channel. 1061 ESPN. Of the year, you guessed it, came from the Braves. That means you heard it here, the exclusive home for the Atlanta Braves in the capital city. 1061 ESPN Richmond. Sean, I'm kind of geeked out about that conversation we just had with Nathan Ani. He was good. He was great. Energetic. The soccer part for sure, but the rest of it, yeah. You know the Ryan Walker story. That that to me that is was really really good. cool. The baseball story. Yeah. They didn't know that they were. They didn't know they lived four houses from each other in the same complex, yeah. same apartment complex. And he mentioned Goochland. I was going to say, that, there's your connection. Must be. I don't know what part of Goochland. Yeah, but, but he, he mentioned Goochland, so yeah, I, I not mean, too far. And Walker's four and zero with a two point three five ERA for the Giants. Yeah, that's they are calling. You know what? This year they're calling up some him. guys from the Squirrels. Uh, him, Matos uh, has Straight been playing well. Bigs from, uh, well, from Matos started in Richmond. He went to AAA for about a week, and then went to the Giants. The most recent one is Marco Luciano. He was in AAA for like two weeks. And then he's got called up by the Giants. I think they they've called up six former squirrels this season, and uh, they have they all have contributed this year. 
it's kind of funny, but they're winning today. The Giants won to nothing mm. in the ninth over Arizona, and the Giants have thrown almost the whole staff other than Ryan Walker. He has not pitched. <laughs> but they've used they've literally used six pitchers. Wow. Is today. that that uh, the uh all, all hands on deck. Must be. Must game. be a bullpen game yeah, bullpen for them. Game. Um, and they're up one nothing on the Diamondbacks with two outs in the ninth inning, so they're close to winning that one. And and uh, continuing their winning ways, Giants yeah. are hot. So that's a really cool story, and I love his you know connection and affinity for the University of Washington yep. and able to talk about the Pac-12 yep. for us and kind of weird. scenic view of how it is out there. There are some majestic views oh, I bet. in that part. I, I bet. I've been fortunate to be out there for a few games it's, oh, Washington State? You've been, okay. We, oh, that's we right. played Eastern, at Eastern Washington. Yes, yes. That wasn't so pretty. <laughs> First of all, the scoreboard was really ugly. Yeah, it was. But it was so an right. ugly day. Out. Yes. It was cold. It was gray. There was snow everywhere. But the mountains are in the back. Yeah. I think the rule out there is if you have an outdoor football stadium, you have to have mountains in the back. Got to. Because everywhere I've been out there, there's mountains in the background. Got to. It's very cool. So I think I, I saw, Was it, is it Mount Rainier? It's out there somewhere. That sounds um, right. When we were in Portland for the tournament. I think uh-huh. from the distance you, you could did. see yeah. the mountain Mount Rainier from Portland yeah. from where we were. So yeah, I got to see a, a Washington a Washington uh mountain. They, from, yes, from you did. A different from state. a distance. From right. A distance. Right. Yep. <laughs> uh you could hear you could hear his love for basketball. Yes. In that conversation. So you gotta hook him up this season. We we will definitely do that. We'll definitely yeah. have him out. He went there. to a couple of spider games last yeah, year. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Yeah. yeah. Now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna convince him that our style of play is entertaining. <laughs> it's not as slow <laughs> as he thinks it is. Um, and we'll see what you know this team this year. But I'm I, gl- I told him about the defenders and rebounders we got coming on. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to score more points than the other team, AJ. Yes. That's why they have that scoreboard up there. That's the goal. That's the, that's the goal. Up, but he was he was great. So yeah. thanks to the kickers, Nathan brought him in um, to the studio today. Love that. Yep, it was really good. Yep. So get out there Saturday night and uh, root them on because that is an impact. That's like the first thing he said to us was. You know, the home field advantage is so good for us here at Richmond. So the kickers have done an unbelievable job and working so hard to get more people out there and, and not only get them out there, but to be passionate. He, Darren has said that every time we've yeah. spoken uh, to him during a presser, he always thanks the front office for doing any and everything possible to bring as much support to City Stadium and, you know, to see record-breaking numbers uh, this year and the support they have provided uh, the team is it's just been tremendous for them. Probably a big reason why they they got a women's expansion team, the the Richmond yeah, W, yep. to be a part mm-hmm. of that USLW uh, league uh, next year. So that's been it's been huge for them. Absolutely. All right, where are you headed tonight? I know you're headed for another uh, high school football preview. Pending weather. Yeah, pending weather. We're gonna try to get to Monaghan. They have okay. a practice. Uh, in fact, they just probably started stretching. Okay. And then they will do a light practice because they will have a scrimmage tomorrow night. Okay. Against Hopewell. All right. So what are those two teams that uh, Danny and I were talking about uh, during our segment to watch out for? They'll have a scrimmage tomorrow night, and it's going to be at Monica's new turf field. Nice. At 7 o'clock. We'll be looking for that on CBS 6. Danny Lewis, who Sean alluded to from Virginia Preps, was our guest in the 4 o'clock hour. And kickers Nathan Ani was our guest in the 5 o'clock hour. I'm not even doing him justice by just saying kickers. All-around sports guy. Tremendous. With us in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll have him back at some point for sure. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. All right, no show tomorrow. Braves baseball at Chicago against the Cubs. That's a 2:20 game time, so that'll take us through tomorrow afternoon. So we'll talk with you on Monday. AJ, thank you very much. On the other side of the glass, 
And we hope you have a great sporting weekend. We'll talk all about it on Monday's Sports Huddle coming up at 4 o'clock. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. For Sean Roberts and Bob Black saying so long for the Sports Huddle, 1061 ESPN. Go Kickers! For adults with 